0: A lot of recruiting buzz in the next couple weeks. Are the Miami Hurricanes going to finish the month of August strong?
1: You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: I'm Alex Dono, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen to the everydayers. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So, yeah, we've got some important Miami targets announcing later this month. I don't think we have a hard date for Zaquan Patterson, but we expect that announcement to happen before the month is over. We know Camarian Franklin, David Stone are going to be announcing later on this month. And there could be some other surprises thrown in there. So, I wanted to bring on a good friend of mine and hopefully can become a friend of the show, Marcus Benjamin from canescounty.com. That's the Miami rival site, as you can see there on his T-shirt for those watching on YouTube. And let me, get, let me tell you guys, Marcus puts in the work. Um, I see him at every practice I go to. He probably goes to even more practices than I do, so I know this man is all over it. Marcus, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Doing great. How about you? How about you? I'm doing well, man. So happy to have you on. And... Listen, I know covering recruiting, and covering Miami is something you love to do. So I said, before we get into what's been happening at fall camp, let's talk some recruiting, Marcus, because um, later this month, we're expecting five-star safety out of Chaminade, Zaquan Patterson, to make a verbal commitment somewhere. I know Miami has had a lot of buzz for him for a long time and got one of his five-star Chaminade teammates and JoJo Trader already verbally committed, but... I know teams from the SEC and even other teams within the ACC are making a push for Zaquan. What do you think is going to happen here? Do you think Zaquan's going to be a cane? And who does Miami have to worry about most?
1: Yeah, I still believe that he's going to stay home to the Miami Hurricanes because it's it's just a comfortable environment for him. And I I know his family also would like for him to stay home. Of course, like you mentioned, you have JoJo Trader, his teammate, there, and of course, they're still pushing for JJ uh, Smith uh, to to have the whole five star trifecta at Coral Gables. But um, Michigan is a, is a team that that's going to continue to push. Uh, the last time I spoke to him was at the Tutu Atwell Seven on Seven tournament, and he was sporting a a, a Michigan T shirt and talked a lot. Uh, great things about the Wolverine, So I think they're still going to be a factor in his recruitment. And lately I've actually heard that Auburn and Florida state are, are making really big pushes here. So this recruitment is, is, is really far from over, but I think Miami has put in a lot of work. Even when uh, DVD was there, DeMarcus Van Dyke, they kind of established a relationship with with the Hurricanes and Zaquan with him. And now that DVD has moved on to FIU, Adai has kind of picked up the reins as far as the communication is concerned. So I do feel like Miami still has a really good chance to, to land Zaquan. But Zaquan is a guy who wants to make sure no stone is unturned here. He wants to make sure that he's enjoying every bit of this process because, hey, it's a one-in-the-lifetime. One in one for a lot of these kids so I think he just wants to make sure that he hears everything from every school uh, to make an informed decision Uh, one other thing that will play a factor in this is that I know his his coaches is is kind of encouraging him to uh, uh, make a decision before the the football season starts but uh, football season starts kind of starts tomorrow. <laughs> 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 it starts tomorrow for Chaminade. They actually start off with a kickoff classic tomorrow at Tras Powell Stadium against Miami Northwestern, uh, albeit it is a preseason game. So maybe we still have a week here until we actually get a decision. But I do anticipate a decision soon coming from Patterson.
0: Well, that's really good intel. And, you know, when you talk about Zaquan Patterson, one of the other teams you mentioned that may be surging a bit is Auburn. And my goodness, like, I got to tell you, man, I wake up every morning a little bit jealous of uh, Zach Blackerby, who hosts Locked on Auburn, because uh, Hugh Freeze has been crushing it this cycle. Obviously, I like the job Miami's doing, but Auburn just seems like they can land anybody they want to uh, at this point. And a player that Auburn has been trending for heavily in recent days is Kamarian Franklin five-star defensive tackle out of Cormorant, Mississippi? Uh, we know Miami has been putting in the work on Kamarian Franklin, and he's you know come down on his own dime several times and worked out with Jason Taylor. But you know, within the last several days, Auburn starts to see the crystal balls and the expert predictions dropping left and right. Is that the way this is trending for Franklin, who's going to be announcing in uh, in a matter of just a couple days here on the 19th? It sure
1: seems that way, Alex. I mean, it 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 definitely works in his fam, his favor as far as proximity is concerned. You know, Auburn's just a hop and skim and a jump from from where he's from in Mississippi. But uh where Miami has the advantage here is the tight ends coach, uh Cody Wadeal is actually from the Mississippi area, and that's where Miami kind of has the end. Now they're they're literally, literally from the exact same area there in Mississippi, so that is definitely playing a factor along with getting the opportunity to learn from a Hall of Famer and Jason Taylor. I still feel good about Miami's chances here, but not great, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just because of just the that factor of proximity. Uh, there in Auburn uh, it's definitely a, a factor uh, for him but like I said Miami's been working very hard to kind of get him on campus several times he had a great time at the barbecue I had a chance to to talk to him personally and he was riding around and a go in a golf cart um, over there on campus so I, I do think there's a really good chance that that he chooses that Miami hat on Saturday but I don't feel great About it, like I said, yeah. And then another
0: one that um, I don't know, maybe Miami is surging a little bit, but they might be surging like into second place. Is with David Stone, five star, another five star defensive tackle uh, out of IMG Academy, Uh, but he's he's been trending to Oklahoma to the point where uh, I hear from way too many Sooner fans who just they're already talking about this guy being a Sooner and all that. He's going to be announcing uh, the week after. Um, after Franklin announces David Stone's got his announcement scheduled for August 26. but I don't know, right. Benjamin, th- th- there's a lot of smoke that My- Miami is putting themselves in a better position that they still may not be considered to be in first place here, but Miami seems to be trending a little bit with Stone. How do you see that one playing out?
1: Yeah, that one's an interesting one because, um, you know, maybe not a friend of the program, Brent Venables, his way, of uh, dealing with recruits may play a factor for Miami, uh, ironically. So you know he's come he's coming over from Clemson, and I don't know if you know Alex, but Clemson usually doesn't allow their recruits to visit after they commit. And right. Stone actually wants to have a chance to visit Alabama, from what from what I've heard, uh, who didn't even make his top schools list but uh, apparently uh, Alabama is pushing for a visit. And obviously that would happen after the 26th, uh, which is when he's scheduled to announce. So that bodes well for both Miami and Michigan state. Those are the teams that I think are the teams that are really the top contenders with Oklahoma. Obviously the, you know, the hometown vibe going back to Oklahoma is a factor uh, but from sources that I that I know within the rivals network, they say that he he really truly doesn't know wh- where he wants to go, and it, it, it's almost like he probably set his announcement date maybe a little too soon, uh, because he does want to make sure that he visits other places. But you know that that factor of, of Venable's enforcing this rule of not allowing his his committed prospects to visit other places may be a factor for, for Miami and Michigan State. Miami's certainly still in this race.
0: That, that is some unbelievable info here, and we're going to get some more from Marcus Benjamin because I, I want to talk about a, a defensive back that there's been there's been some smoke for uh, about Miami being hot on the trails for in recent days. We got Marcus Benjamin with us from canescounty.com, and guys, we're only getting started right here on Locked on Canes. I am only getting started with Nutrafol. Did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? I know it. I'm in that 80%. It's normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. Your fate doesn't have to be mine. You can go. You can get ahead of thinning hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, and it's clinically shown to improve your hair growth visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. And it works. In a clinical study, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplements. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners... $10 $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to neutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code locked on college. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutriful for healthier hair, Nutraful.com slash men That's spelled N U T R A F O L.com slash men, and then enter promo code locked on college. That's Nutraful.com slash men promo code locked on college. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen. And for the everydayers, if you want to take your everydayer experience to the next level, join our exclusive SMS texting community through subtext. You get text messages directly from my phone to yours with practice and camp updates, recruiting scoops and information, all sorts of show updates, one-on-one questions with me. You can try it free for 14 days. And then if you like it, you can sign up. You can opt in, I should say, for $4.99 a month. We give you a lot of added value on there click the link in the show description below we got marcus benjamin with us who does an awesome job on the miami Rivals site canescounty.com uh so marcus um i know that there's a player um who had been or maybe has been depending on who you talk to trending to florida for a long time that's uh zay mincy who's tall long defensive back out of mainland academy in daytona beach but uh, Miami seems to have really picked things up in Zay Mincy's recruitment. What do you think of this player, and what's the latest on his recruitment?
1: Yeah, Miami needs a, another linebacker to, to add to this class. And I, I, from what I hear, the relationship has, has definitely grown, uh, especially over the last couple of weeks here. And we were expecting maybe possibly an announcement as soon as last weekend. Uh, but you know we'll kind of see how how it all plays out. Uh, we, we still feel like the the relationship is tight enough for Mincy to commit to the Hurricanes, and uh, it, it just seems uh, that that other schools that that were in the race have kind of fallen off. And fortunately for Miami, I think Miami's in a good spot to land another linebacker in their twenty twenty four class.
0: I like it let's talk about some current events uh, at miami uh we've been going out to a lot of fall practices and marcus uh you you can check me on my bs if i'm telling any lies here but i i've been super bullish on the offensive line you know going out and getting Javion cohen and matt lee and i'm watching a true freshman francis maui noah who you know is looking uh, not only physically mature but pretty wise and pretty instinctive out there Uh, I think this offensive line at Miami is going to be probably the most improved unit on the team and I think they're going to be one of the best offensive lines in the ACC do you see it the same way how much better do you think this O-line is
1: going to be well uh the O-line was pretty bad last year right (laughs) there's only one way to go and that's up, (laughs) right exactly I, I think they were 107th when it when it came to uh run protection when it came to uh pro football focus it it, it, they were they were bitten by the injury bug last last year and they're a little bit more deeper I can I can say so if they are bitten again by this injury bug they should be able to sustain continuity but I agree with you on this offensive line really improving from last year now are they going to be the best in the ACC? I'm not quite sure just yet, and it, it's it's really going to be telling to see if they can sustain the injuries because for for certain guys, for me, I, I think it would be devastating for them to lose, uh, like a Matt Lee, for example. You know, for a, a guy like that, if you lose him, uh, I mean, who are you playing behind him? A Lewis Cristobal, or you know that that probably is not quite ready to assume that type of role. Or do you do you move uh, Javion Cohen in, in the middle? I know they've been cross-training a lot of these offensive linemen to different positions. But um, I, I do think it's going to be improved in the run game for sure. Uh, but from what we've seen at that scrimmage, Dono, I, I'm worried about pass protection because they gave up a ton of sacks. A ton of sacks were given up in in the in that scrimmage. And that, that worries me a little bit. Now the running game I think looked looked fantastic. I, I um I, I think with this stable of running backs that you have, I think you have a chance to have some big plays, explosive plays this season. And I think overall the experience I think really plays a factor for this offensive line as well. And the leadership. Uh, you, you got a uh, uh, Jalen Rivers, who's been there for several years. You got a uh, Matt Lee, who I just mentioned. He started 36 games at UCF. And then you got a Javion Cohen, who's got plenty of experience, started over uh, about 20 games in the SEC. Obviously, we know that's the best conference in the land. So I think that experience is really going to pay dividends. Um, for this offensive line. And I think the, the the leadership of Lee is going to make sure that they don't have so many slip ups or or miscommunications or miss blocks or, or whatnot. So uh, I definitely think the offensive line is is, is on the way up.
0: You brought up a great point on pass protection because it's, it's it's always difficult when you're watching a scrimmage and you get all excited. Oh man, Jaden Wayne had a bunch of sacks and Reuben Bain and yeah. and uh, Nigel e. Kelly, but then you're like, but wait, that was going up against Miami's o-line, so it's like <laughs> should I be happy or should I not be so so happy right.
1: about this? Cuz you know, but, Miami Miami has a if you don't situation, right? <laughs> right.
0: Right. And you know, you're and and Miami's starting quarterback, you know, if uh you know, he's he's not he, you know, he's got a little mobility but he's not you know he's not the type of guy who's going to be making you know uh, dynamic plays on the run I mean Tyler Van Dyke needs a, a clean pocket to do what he does out there uh, how do you feel about um what you've seen from the passing game and I know you know we get to watch limited limited clips of practice uh, watching the scrimmage last week was really was really helpful uh because listen I I think that this offensive scheme, I think, suits Van Dyke, and it also looks to me like the receivers are doing a better job than they were this time a year ago. You're you're always going to have some drops, Marcus, but last year, like a catastrophic number of drops in practice, they've cleaned up on that significantly, and there's some new yeah. talent in that receiver core this year.
1: Definitely agree with you on the drops, uh, Dono. It's 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 definitely a step in the right direction. And I think from what we've seen at practice and at the scrimmage, I think it was very vanilla. And I think that's on purpose. I think they don't really want to show their hand or really kind of show what this offense really can do. Uh, The fact that a tight end didn't record a reception in the scrimmage, uh, I think, is you know, it's it's really a false narrative that may be produced from that because from what we've been hearing is that the tight ends will be heavily involved and that they'll be lined up in different positions. And we didn't really see none of that during the scrimmage. So I I think, you know, Dawson is really trying to kind of not show his hand uh, in, in especially a a, a public open scrimmage like that. And I, I think the passing game, is really going to open up once we see, you know, quick passes out to Jacoby George and Xavier Strepo, and Bouchard Smith. I think those guys are really going to be the ones who take advantage of this type of offense, this air raid offense. And well, what, what does worry me though, is the fact that you really only got one, maybe two big receivers. So uh, a Colby Young, is your clear number one, your, your clear wide receiver one. That's going to be your fade route guy, uh, your deep threat guy, um, maybe the deep, deep crossing route uh, type of guy. Um, and you're hoping to see Isaiah Horton be that, be that other guy because he's the only receiver that's really around the same height. As young, so which he was kind of a no-show during the scrimmage. They Did, didn't really see a lot of Isaiah Horton, so that that kind of concerns me a little bit. But I think we ha- we have yet to see what this offense can really do. And I, I even think during Miami of Ohio, they probably won't show a lot, depending on how the score goes. Um, but uh, we'll we'll definitely really get to see what this offense can can do against A
0: When we come back, I want to get Marcus's take on the defensive backfield and Miami's got a player who landed on Bruce Feldman's freak list. Can you guess who that might be? We'll be right back. Keep it locked to locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making locked on Canes. Your first listen today for the everydayers. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. We're joined by Marcus Benjamin, who does an awesome job at canescounty.com. That's the Miami rival site. Um, You know, there's been some battles um, in the defensive backfield, Marcus, in practice. Um, you know, I, I like the length now in the cornerback room with some of the guys they've added. We've even seen true freshman Damari Brown getting some reps with the ones. You know, Daryl Porter is competing for a starting spot as well. Jadeus Richard has looked really impressive at times in practice. And Devontae Brown, the older brother of Damari, who came over from UCF, I think is probably going to end up being a starter. Um, how do you feel about the cornerback rotation and who, who do you think might be, you know, might be the two, uh,
1: outside corner starters when it's all said and done? I think he can go ahead and pencil in Devontae Brown at, as one of those corners because he wasn't thrown to, uh, the entire day, in the scrimmage. I didn't see him even, you know, get a target in his direction, which says a lot for a corner. Obviously, obviously it's a to Devonte Brown Island that's forming <laughs> over there, in my opinion. Uh, but but that DB two or that cornerback two spot, it's up for grabs, man. It's there's there's a ton of guys who I could see legitimately starting in that position. Of first you got to start with Takori Couch. He's the guy who's been there. Uh, this is his year, right? If, if there's any year for Takori Couch to really show what he is, the four-star prospect coming out of Chaminade, Madonna, you you, you hope to see him really show up in a big way. Um, But you really kind of didn't see that too much uh, during the scrimmage. Um, He did get beat one time uh, against uh, Xavier Restrepo, and he held on to him. It was called for a penalty, um, but he doesn't hold on. That's probably maybe a 50-yard touchdown. Um, So kind of want to see improvement there. And then you got Daryl Porter, who had an interception kind of fall into his lap. It was kind of an overthrow from Tyler Van Dyke. Um, And then he was beat in a one-on-one situation against Colby Young. Obviously, Colby Young kind of muscled him and uh, with his size and strength. And Porter actually got called for a PI on the call and was still unable to make the play. So that's a concern. Who I'm really excited about, to be honest, is Damari Brown. The, the, the fact that he was out there for as many reps as he was in, in uh, with the first unit um, is is really exciting. You know, it's really exciting to possibly see a brother combination there in the defensive backfield. I don't know if that's ever happened, um, you know, at, at Miami. Uh, maybe it has, uh, but. Um, Maybe I'm just too young to 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 know if that if that was a, a situation at one point, but that that seems like that could f- come to fruition. Who knows? We'll see. Um, I'm still I'm still on the fence, um, or or considering a Demetrius Freeney because he's a guy who didn't play because of injury, but I've heard great things about the juco transfer and he's played at a really high level and i think he has still has a chance so don't forget about him and that name as far as getting uh you know real playing reps uh in a game and then jadais jadais or jadais or i'm not even sure i've pronounced
0: <laughs> his name three different ways and, and most I... most of most of my listeners haven't even noticed but this one guy uh chill always calls me out he's like i've heard you pronounce that name three different ways you're right i'm
1: trying to cover all my bases yeah i've uh, i've heard coach Cristobal call him jadis so maybe it's oh, jadis, yeah. maybe it's jadis richard but really like him um i think he has the ability to play corner or safety he's that virtual versatile and he has that type of range really long uh we saw him get an interception in, in, in practice uh, i really like his chances as well uh, but yeah it, it it's it could be any of those guys to eventually be cb2 but as far as that star position i think it's pretty much going to be Jaden davis um mm-hmm. i i think he, with his experience he he is an excellent tackler um, from that position, and I, I think that's what you need at that position because the stat star position is kind of a linebacker cornerback position, and I, I think he is is in the driver's seat to get that one. Good stuff
0: here. Now, um, Bruce Feldman at the Athletic has uh, revealed his freaks list heading into the 2023 season, and Miami true freshman offensive lineman Francis Maui Noah has made that list. And Feldman d- dropped some like physical stats here for CC that I wasn't even aware of. So he uh, he's got a a 20.9. Percent body fat, 270 pounds of lean muscle mass. Uh, wow. uh Maui noticed know his total weight. He's six foot six, three forty one. I didn't think he was six. I don't know if that's a misprint. Is he? Because I thought he was more in the six three six four range. If he is six foot six, I will take it. I wasn't sure if that was a misprint or not. But a couple of other stats here, according to Feldman. Uh, CeCe has a 1.72 10-yard split, which would have been the second-fastest time for all 300-pound offensive linemen at the 2023 NFL Combine. His jump power was registered by Miami at 9,274 watts, which is the highest the program has ever recorded. And he has bench-pressed 425 pounds and front squats 500 pounds, fair to say this dude's a certified freak and it seems like CC is on his way to being a true freshman starter.
1: Yeah, he definitely is on his way to to be a starter. I, I, I would uh, be totally shocked if he did not start game one against Miami of Ohio. So I saw him first at the Under Armour Future 50 last year. So that's when I first got a chance to see him up close and I was extremely impressed with him then. It's just his his strength, his his movement at his size is just top top notch and he's just continuing that uh, here on the college level. Um, I mean to to be considered to be a starter on any power 5 Program is is a big deal. It's a huge deal, and to be honest, dono I think he is pretty much a lock for a first round pick. If he does not, you know, uh, suffer a, a catastrophic injury, I think he's pretty much a lock for a first rounder, uh, which would, you know, be be the first rounder for a while uh, for for the Miami Hurricanes, if if there are no uh, first rounders, you know, in these next upcoming years, but with those stats that you just hit me with, <laughs> I feel like, wow, he could probably be the number one pick overall, you know, <laughs> maybe that could be, that that could be a possibility because obviously the NFL, they take into consideration the measurables a lot, you know? Uh, so I think, if he just continues on this upward trend, I know it's early. He hasn't started a college football game yet, and I'm already making him a possible uh, first pick overall, but he seems to definitely be trending in that direction. And, um, you know, the the coaches just it just can't say enough about him. And in individual reps, sometimes he does lose a rep or two from what I've seen, but still he doesn't lose most of them. Yeah, he, he actually wins most of his reps against, you know, experienced past rushers and run stoppers. So I, I think the sky's the limit for Francis Maui uh, Noah, I should say. I'm still trying to get used to that name. That's another one I've pronounced it three different ways. But I I, th- I think we have it right with Maui Noah finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, finally. But he's he's going to be a impact player for the Miami Hurricanes for not only of course this year but for years to come
0: well I really enjoyed this conversation and uh, I learned some things today from Marcus Benjamin Uh, so you should check out his work uh, at canescounty.com that's the Miami Rivals site and follow him on the app formerly known as Twitter X whatever it is now (laughs) at Benjamin Rivals Marcus thank you so much man and enjoy the rest of your week thanks for having me and anytime
1: uh, we'll do this again
0: Oh, it's our pleasure. And thanks, everyone, for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We will talk to you again next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.